Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel, Star Wars, and everything in between. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media merch and more. Today, we are recapping the finale of Secret Invasion titled, titled Home. Um, and guys, I'm sorry, you know, last week I wasn't here, but uh, now Tommy's not here this week, but it's okay. It's a good thing. You get fun Uncle Michael back. He's bringing, he's bringing the fun sound clips back. Daddy, daddy, daddy. When are we filming, daddy? Come on, daddy. You have nothing to worry about. You're in great hands here because we do have an incredible guest as well as our good buddy, great friend of the podcast, Joshua Spitzer. Joshua, how's it going? It's great. You know, I just went on a nice venture out in space for a few years and I came back there and decided that I was just old and weak now. So I don't really know what happened between then and now, but here I am. <laughs> you just step through. Uh, you're, you're servicing whatever the character needs you to be at any given time. <laughs> uh, Josh, how, how, how's your how's everything going in your life? Uh, uh, screw Secret Invasion. Are you doing good? <laughs> I've been doing pretty good. Um, I think since the last time I was here, I did Real Foot again, which was a great experience. I think it was better than the last year that I did it. Um, and honestly, I just I've been having a great life. <laughs> it's, nothing really has changed, though. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, no, you did great in Real Foot. Um, so Thank if anybody you. knows, if anybody knows what that is, you know, shout out to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, but all right, let's get down to it because this is the this is the thing. You know, Tommy was on, Tommy brought his guests on last week when I was busy, um, and now I'm bringing my guests on. But his guests last week they hated the show. They hated the show. They made fun of it left and right. And had I been there, I would have put them in their place. But because I love this show, that's my personal opinion. Um, I, I'll only fight you a little bit if you agree with them. But where do you stand now that we're we step back, we get the full vision of Secret Invasion? How do you feel about it? I enjoyed it as a show, but I think it was disappointing a little bit. Um, I think it had the potential to be a fantastic thing, but what they did is they took such a huge event in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and they crammed it into 30 minutes of six episodes, right? It's kind of like a shortened season of Survivor where we just didn't get to see everything go on, right? We know it happens. We know what happens at the end, but we don't really get all the key parts there that we need so I, i'm I'm satisfied with it but i think it could have been a lot better and i feel like this is the thing that i run into a lot um especially against tommy who's just a big comic book fan where he's like you know, things like oh civil war isn't what the comics were or you know taskmaster deserved right. way more, like stuff like that that like i didn't really experience as a comic book person like for me i'm like yeah this was a good a big event in the comics but I, this was what it was here, and I'm okay with that. Right. So, and, and understandable. I'll, and I think that there's definitely some uh, merit to that, just because um, they are trying to reach to new audiences, right? So, uh, in introducing smaller events and, and trying to get them to draw in, I think this is a good show for people to jump in on. 
Yeah. And I talk about this a lot, um, you know, off the podcast, like, because, you know, I like to rank things. I like to rank my favorite movies of the year. I like to rank my favorite TV shows. And the thing is, Marvel shows are always at the bottom of my favorite TV shows. But then I come <laughs> on here and I'm like, oh, it's, it's so much fun. But I, th I think the big thing is also in comparison to a lot of things that we've gotten, I felt like this is kind of what I needed for Marvel at the time. Something darker, like we watched Rhodey get shot in the head. <laughs> like it's just I know. something you don't really Not see. Not just Rhodey, yeah. so many like public figures. I mean, we watched a slaughter today and that was honestly pretty great to watch that the MCU is willing to do that. And it gives me hope for future shows like Daredevil and whatever else they're throwing at us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, show us your balls, Disney. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Well, we'll dive into the episode here and and I got to say again up top, um, I'm going to just cherish and and absolutely boast this episode because I really did enjoy it. But we open on a conversation with him and Vara and Vara is basically like, you know, you can come back home. And he's like not having it. He's like he's the worst at like BSing her because like she'll ask a question and like he won't. He just <laughs> says a, something else. He just changes the subject. Um, so it definitely seems like, you know, Fury's really done here with Vara um i think we later we find out that's not the case but josh where, where do you do you like this var situation are you pro or do you ship this i think it's one of those uh couples that just probably don't need to be around each other that long um but you know once once they're out in the house and they come back it's a nice little time um but is it toxic maybe a little bit <laughs> yeah i'm against this um i don't <laughs> What's the ship name? Vuri? Uh, uh, or <laughs> Nara? I don't know. Anyway, I just, uh, it, it's always seemed like Nick has never really liked her. Kind of like when I said when he's like always dodging questions or, um, you know, he's just very non-committal. And then also like, dude, she tried to kill you like very recently. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just, uh, it, it's not for she me. She tried to kill him and he hasn't said a word about her her in the past however many years they've been dating married whatever it is it's kind of like what are you hiding nick and what's going on <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't know it is what it is but um as of right now he's like i gotta keep doing what i'm doing um and this is where we get back to him he's breaking into new scrollos we see a car approaching and these dumb guards are just like open fire on it imme immediately nick fury comes out takes him out I, I'm going to be saying Fury, um, but I think this is not Fury at this moment. There, There's a big twist to come where we find out that this is actually Gaia. Um, did you see this coming in any way, the Gaia twist? No, I think they played it off very well, and I was um, very happy that they ended up doing like that because obviously we had the Gaia come back in this series, and I almost thought she was lost in that first half of the episode. That's kind of like, where's Gaia? You know, she's obviously an inner part of this show we haven't seen her for the first half and it made sense after that right so they had um uh, sonia going down into the hospital that was just a, a, a lure to try to get us away don't think about theory and everything i think it was a great twist yeah yeah no i really like this i felt like there wasn't a whole lot in the episode that would make me think like um oh that's not nick fury uh i think she did a good job of playing the role of nick fury at least um 
But this was, I just thought this was a really well played twist. And like you said, like a lot of times, especially in these Marvel shows, like towards the end, it's like, oh, what's this character doing? Or what's going on here? Like, um, the the villain's motivation doesn't make sense. But I felt like this episode really serviced the characters really well in that way, where uh, and Gaia in a in a very big way. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and absolutely, Guy was putting on a performance of a lifetime there. I mean, obviously, with cameras all around, she had to put up a performance because she didn't know who was watching and how long they had been watching. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we will go back here to um, the president and Rhodey. And Rhodey is, like, his full sc scroll form at this point because he, like, he he's not even hiding it. Like, I don't even know, like... If you did this in real life, I think they would like jail Rhodey immediately because he's like yelling at the president. He's like, he said, I already wrote your speech. You have to do this now. Uh, he, this poor woman, he said, did you take a stupid pill this morning? Like he's just so mustache twirly right now. Um, what do you think about, uh, well, we, we've been calling him Scrody. Scrody. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Um, I think President Ritson absolutely loves having this type of person on his cabinet or whatever uh, distinction Rhodey has at this point, um, because it seems like Ritson is not a good person as well. So it probably feeds into his um, personality a lot. Uh, but as far as, yeah, it, it's full on not Rhodey right now and how nobody noticed this, it's beyond me. <laughs> Yeah, he's just uh, he's an, he's an absolute jerk. He's just, he's trying to start like a war in like a second, which also like makes me wonder like, do you like get how wars work? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know that like uh, it would just it would take a lot more to like have the USA just. I mean, they barely did anything, and then there's like no proof really, <laughs> so it's wild, right? Uh, all right, so next here we get um. Uh, yeah, he's sneaking into Skrolos and we see him taking pills. He's having this negative reaction to the radiation. Um, so here's my thing. So, you know, we know that the scrolls um, have are immune to this radiation, which is why they live here. So you're telling me Gaia has like, she's faking this, like the shaky, like he's about to die aspect of this character. Like that's a lot to, to, for me to, to understand and tackle here. I, I love it because in the moment, like when you see him pull out the radiation, uh, or whatever it's called, um, you know, he see, he looks at it and then at the next scene is him like fumbling around. Like you just told a kid that you gave him alcohol, but it was just a glass of apple juice. And they're just like, Oh, I'm so drunk. Right. And it was a, it was just funny thing. Thinking about that after the fact. Right. Um, and I think that just goes into the, the overperforming, right. She doesn't know who's watching. She has to do this because you know, you never know who's going to pop out of nowhere. But well, you said, it is a little ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Because that, that was my big thing was like, she's like, when Nick is by himself and shaky, I'm like, okay, that really, <laughs> really selling us here. But yeah, no, that makes sense. She's, she's fully immersed. And I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So next year, this is where Sonia starts coming into the episode. And Sonia... Uh, calls Rhodey and is like, fear is coming. And she's not lying. It, it, I think at this point in the episode, I was thinking like, oh yeah, she's trying to freak him out or whatever. But uh, no, uh, Sonia's right. Nick is coming. Hmm. Which is not something I you want to hear. I think they just want to... No, absolutely not. If you have Nick Fury <laughs> coming after you, that's not a good thing. Um, but I think 
and this is where I think about it is that is she trying to work with Nick? Is she trying to work with the US or is she just trying to make her own benefits? And how does this benefit her having both those two? And it's just that they're going to be worrying about each other and nobody's going to be worrying about Sonya. It's, it's classic survivor strategy where you have two people going after each other and you just sit back and let them fight, <laughs> right? Um, you fall into the shadows. And I think that's a great um, strategy for Sonya, right? Yeah, no, well said. She's definitely playing the game here. You know, my thought was like, I think she just really, really 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 hate scrolls like she just like because that's been her moment. like she is just the whole thing is like you know every time she sees somebody she like shoots them in the leg and they turn into a scroll like she's just no chill mm. and she wants all the scrolls out that's that's seems like a big motivating factor at least probably <laughs> yeah um so next here we get Fury who is meeting up with Gravik and uh, Gravik is being a jerk this whole time. He's like, Gravik is also like kind of like a, you know, playground bully here, smacks the pills out of his hand and kicks them down the drain. Um, what did you think about? Well, I guess we could talk like overall um, has Gravik worked for you as a villain? I think he has in this short run. And it's because he is this flawed like uh, uh, being, right? He's trying to save his own race, save his own people, but he's doing it in such an nefarious way because the old way didn't work. And so he wanted to try something new, but now he's let his anger take over him, his, his chaos and, and really just wanting to drive home, not only that he is saving his people, but he's putting, it, he's putting his foot down to Nick Fury, right? And I think that's another reason why Gaia really had to sell it because if she's putting on this front that Nick Fury is at his weakest under graphics control, under graphics foot, he's going to feel so powerful and unstoppable. And that'll really uh, throw a curveball at him once he finds out it wasn't him. And then he's going to be even more furious, which is going to stray him from making good decisions. Yep. Nick Furious, if you will. Um... <laughs> Sorry, that was too easy. Um, no, I I really do like Gravik. I thought his performance specifically in this episode and the conversations that are, that are coming up here between him and Nick, I thought were um, really really great. I I think I think he's a really great actor. Uh, ben Aladir or something. He was recently yeah. in the Barbie movie, um, but this guy is kind of up and coming right now. And I really I really appreciate his character. I think the one thing is like he's always like going a step too far you know like mm -hmm. where i'm like i get you dude i get that you're upset but like do you have to like genocide an entire race of people like it's a <laughs> lot oh absolutely and I, I again like you said i think he's doing an absolutely great acting uh job as far as the actor himself um and then the the performance of calling back to the heath ledger moment the joker when he says look at me and, and he's like pull it up and <laughs> i don't know it's just fantastic it's fantastic i love it <laughs> Um, and, and like he makes Samuel Jackson scared. Like if you watch him in the scene, like Samuel Jackson, mm -hmm. like I you don't see Samuel Jackson like play that emotion very often. Like usually he's yeah. the man with the plan, but like he looks very freaked out talking to Gravity. And I love that that's just a little nuance because it isn't Nick Fury in this moment. So Samuel Jackson gets to be a different person. And he gets to play something other than what his typical uh, typical role is, and that's really nice. And then in that same scene, they have this uh, uh, quote that he says: "It's something like 
uh, easier to save the lives of 8 billion people rather than um, their, change their views, right? And that is, is uh, um, Gaia speaking from the heart. And it's, it's, it's really like an impactful moment once you realize it wasn't Nick Fury, it was Gaia saying that. And it's like, oh, so this is also how she sees yeah, no, I love those parallels uh, between these characters here. So, um, let's see. So, uh, it, any any standouts from some of the stuff they talked about? Um, you know, talked about the head grabbing scene. He's blaming Fury for everything. Um, also, I thought I really liked this line, but now that I know Gaia said it, I don't know that it means as much, but he said that the, the, the last thing he felt before being dusted was relief. Um, and, uh, I don't know, maybe she just understands Nick a little bit more and maybe that thinks that's something <laughs> he would have said, but I thought that was really spot on. I, I thought it was a little contradictory from when we saw him get dusted. Cause we got to see him get dusted and he'd go, motherfucker, right? Like he looks so yeah. mad that he's getting taken away. So I don't know if that's just what he or what she wanted him to believe, or maybe she does have some connection with Nick Fury now. Yeah, no, well said. That's, uh, yeah, I guess what do you think about that? Uh, that final scene? I don't know that that's how I'll, I would describe it. So there you go. Um, so, so explain that. All right. I'm going to get you to explain this to me because I'm a little confused. This might be something that I would consider complain because it seems really brushed over how, how where did that how did he get everyone's dna because that's something that comes up here basically what he's doing is he's saying i will give you all of the powers if you leave and uh how, where did he get all of the powers uh it's probably just samples from different battlefields that they've had so like when they're going up against thanos somebody has to go up and clean that right and i'm sure nick fury's out there at some point after the fact taking up blood samples, just seeing what it is. Hopefully it leads to something. Um, and, and just having worked with all kinds of the Avengers over the years and all these characters, you find bits and pieces of people. <laughs> I just imagine him out there with like a Q-tip and a plastic bag and some gloves. <laughs> He's like picking, yeah, like, oh, here's, here's uh, Black Widow's hair or whatever. Um uh, yeah, I, but, I think the bigger uh, question for me in this moment is how how is it all in one vial? How is it all one liquid? And it has all the separate DNAs. Like, is that really possible? <laughs> yeah, it's a you know, there's some there's some comic book science here. Um, you know, I imagine it's kind of like because we see on the computer screen some of the powers in the beginning of the season. I, I imagine it's like mm. you know they have the database of all the stuff, and you can like go through and like select which ones you want. Um, yeah. <laughs> So you like kind of make your own superhero, your superhero cocktail. So yeah, and I like um, the detail that they didn't include anybody that had like mystical powers or whatever, anything that was um, like not genetically them, right? So you don't have your Doctor Strange or your uh, Black Wit or uh, um, sorry Scarlet Witch in there because yeah. those aren't um, their blood related. It's it's more of a, a different factor involving them. So it's just a nice touch that they didn't include anything like. That. Yeah, for sure um so uh yeah Ooh, sorry <laughs> i'm trying to find out where we were. okay yeah the secret service okay this is interesting so people are dying in the hospital right um and then the president says i need a gun and then the secret service like like what do you think they do that is this how this works would, would, would the secret service give the president a gun in this situation i don't think so but maybe i'm wrong 
there was such a better way they could have done that. And I just think having the president, I think that speaks a lot about how they want us to view the president more so than they do um, the actual scene being accurate. Um, Cause they could have easily just had the, the guard get shot, drop his gun into his lap and then he picks it up as self-defense. But the fact that he's asking for a gun saying, I want to protect myself. I don't trust anybody else. That's how we should be seeing him right now. And I think that's leading everything that president Rinson does is leading to his demise at some point. So I'm, I'm excited to see when and where that happens and how. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually very, I'm shocked that like I, I, w- I would have bet so much money that the president would be dead or a scroll by the end of this. And the fact that, yeah. you know, I think that's something we might deal with in like Captain America coming up. So we'll see. Probably. Um, Alrighty, so yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of different stuff going on here. We get um, it shows like the army dude getting in his Humvee with like the classified document uh, symbolizing them about to go to war. I guess um, we're cutting back and forth a lot too. So we also get Gravik who's like testing the DNA. Sonia also corners Rhodey at this point. Um, but I think the next big thing is when they are in like the super dome and they both become super scrolls, so super, super scrolls here. Um, yeah. So I guess that, that was the only way to defeat uh graphic though. was like, I will, you know, if you're doing this, I got to do it too. Cause one of us are walking out of here and I don't want it to be me. Right. Absolutely. And like something deep inside me, cause it wasn't really revealed until that moment where he grabs the hand, right? That it wasn't Nick Fury, but something didn't sit right in those leading seconds up to it. And I guess this is a nitpick for me, but it's just like, is this really how you're going to have Nick Fury and 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 you know, I know Tommy's not a uh, trailer person, and and but you know, there was scenes of Nick Fury in another trailer, so we knew it wasn't going to be happening. But it's it's just kind of a a, a problem where it's like, this isn't how it goes. You, you don't have the right build up. You don't have the and so some of the magic was tainted there but not all of um yeah oh this i mean this has been a problem for me back since infinity war my biggest complaint was the cliffhanger because i was like it just felt so dumb because we know that it's all going to be reversed in the next movie you know i've come around Mm -hmm. on it a little bit uh after the fact but for a long time i was like i just like the ending spoiled infinity war for me where i was like okay well there's a new black panther there's a new guardians like we know these people are fine so um (laughs) It's something that happens all the time where like you just know we know, for instance, we know Rhodey has the armor wars. Uh, I don't know if it's a show yeah. or movie. I think it got turned into what anyway, anyways, we know oh, that's coming God. up. So I'm like the entire time. Yeah, I know we're dealing with Scrody here, but I know real Rhodey is alive somewhere. <laughs> so it's always right. stuff like that, that like, you know, very meta stuff that really break uh, the realism of the show. <laughs> so. And it's just all part of marketing. They have to do it, but it's annoying that they don't do it like. You know, I mean, back when, like, years, not years ago, you know, like, maybe 10 years ago, they would just show, like, a small clip of something and get people absolutely hyped for something, right? You didn't have to show seven minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that, there's that. Um, and, yeah, so this is where they really start to fight. And we also get the reveal uh, that it is actually uh, Gaia here. But this leads to uh, a really awesome fight scene, Super Skull fight scene, which I absolutely loved this. Um, I, I, the CGI was really great for me. I didn't really have any problems with that. Um, it was a lot of fun seeing all the different powers. I guess we can kind of go through that. But what, what did you think of uh, what did you think of this fight? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it was a great fight and it was well choreographed and everything like that. And I think it was a great display of uh, who was really in charge in that moment. You see uh, Gravik really punching and, and throwing all the heavy heats and, and, and going at her full force with all his power, but he wasn't using the right techniques, the right brains, right? And we see Gaia, you know, he's ha she's having rubble thrown at her. She uses the ghost powers and phases away from it. She then uses um, Mantis and makes him fall asleep, makes him fall down. And so it really shows the difference between how they are both fighting the war and each other is that she is using more of her brains and he's using more bronze. And we usually know how that goes. <laughs> Yeah, no, she she definitely has seen more focus in all of this and more pointed with how she was using these powers. Um, this shot of her at the end, where you know, we've seen it a million times with uh, Carol Danvers, but Amelia Clark looks like such a badass as like a Marvel oh. quote unquote. Mm -hmm. um, so that that was probably my favorite moment. Do you think? Uh, do you think we'll get Amelia Clark in the Marvels? I don't think so. I. At this point, I'm kind of hoping not as well, because it's kind of like oversaturating it almost, um, especially if she has the exact same powers as all of them. That makes it a little bit of a problem. But then the game, the same thing is if she has the same powers, does that mean that she's going to be connected in the same way that they are right now? So it's kind of a, a, a conundrum that's going to have to be explained uh, coming up. Is it going to is her power situation going to get resolved or, or um, revert back to what she normally was before this movie happens? We don't. Um, and that's kind of one of my smaller complaints about it is now uh, uh, Carol Danvers and Miss Marvel was supposed to be the most powerful person in the MCU. But now we have Gaia who has her powers and everybody else's powers. What does this mean for the Marvel Universe? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like they've had to go through so many loopholes to explain why carol danvers doesn't help earth right they're like oh she's saving other planets she's like they really they go out of their way to make it make sense and like this just makes it much harder i i, I think they can probably get away with being like gaia doesn't want to be a superhero that's my best guess is like she didn't yeah. sign up for yeah. this so i don't know we'll see it's gonna be wild yeah. And that also raises the question for me is, is who's going to stop Gaia if she ever decides to go against anybody? Because if she's teaming up with, uh, uh, fast forward to uh, later in the episode, if she's teaming up with Sonya, what is that going to mean for anybody that's in Sonya's way, right? Um, is this where we have that almost pseudo Fantastic Four that's supposed to be coming up go against this version of a Super Scroll? I don't know. Yeah, no. So the... <laughs> We've really opened a can of worms here, and we'll see if Ugh. they'll be able to put it all back together. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, still really love this fight. I thought it was, she just like shot a hole through him, which like <laughs> I don't know. It's just it was just I couldn't believe what I was watching. I couldn't believe, and I, I think that's the thing talking about Marvel finales is like usually I'm like, well, oh, that was really underwhelming or predictable or ugly, and like for mm. me, I, I didn't see this coming. It was exciting, and yeah, just absolutely all about this. Yeah, I love the series, and it doesn't feel like a Marvel show, and I think that's why I like it as a Marvel show, because I feel like this is kind of what um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier should have been, the, the, the tone that it should have been, and it just wasn't. Yeah, for sure. So let's go back to Fury at the hospital here, and they kind of find themselves uh, in a corner here with the present in the bed with a gun, and, uh, you know, they're having, like, the, uh, you know, the whole, he's fake, uh or that, you know, the meme that's uh, that motherfucker back there is not real. That's this is giving <laughs> me that. Um, 
but yeah, so it, this is where Fury uh, ends up shooting Scrody. And uh, yeah, what did you think about this part of the hospital scene? I mean, this is just a, a, a weird scene in general because A, Rhodey is trying to protect his identity as a scroll, but immediately tries and grabs a gun, right? And tries to steal it, out, completely outing himself. Um, and I don't remember whose gun he tried grabbing. Was it Sonia's or was it the president's? Uh, I think it was Sonia's. If it was Sonia's, then why didn't the president shoot Nick Fury after that? I know he had his hesitations, but um, I don't know. I, <laughs> some questions that I haven't unanswered there. <laughs> Yeah, because that's the thing. He had like a dart gun. That's what he came in with. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we also, this is a, uh, we jump back over to Gaia, who is like waking up all the kidnapped people. This is where we get um, the real roadie back. Uh, Josh, did we get it? Is there anything in this episode that gives us an inkling of when roadie was probably replaced? Or do you have an opinion on that? So, so when we get to Rhodey, right, when he's actually um, in his scrubs, whatever, and he's coming out of this pond, um, the scrubs could be a callback. And, you know, obviously people go to the hospital more than just one time in their MCU career. Um, but um, the last time we saw Rhodey in scrubs was after, um, oh gosh, what was it? Um, uh, Civil War. Because um, when he had his little uh, uh, attack in his suit and he was paralyzed from the bottom, that's why you see him having such a hard time walking afterwards, I believe. Um, and that's why we have the guards carrying him out. It's because his legs are still not functioning properly. Um, uh, we ha I have some more questions about those pod chambers and, and how protective they are, because we have to remember they are on a nuclear power plant, a, a, an unfunctioning one, that is still radioactive. So how radioactive are these people now, especially if Rhodey has been sitting there for uh, presumably over five years because he's missed an entire blip he missed Endgame. He missed everything after that, if this is the case. So how radioactive is he right now? <laughs> is he the next super mutant? Yeah, I was going to say, I think he's got new powers. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a good deal for Rhodey. Um, no, yeah. Again, this like, um, I think this is a problem we have with a lot of the Marvel movies is like, you know, what what does all of this really mean for the future? And there's a lot of questions <laughs> remaining, but, you know, they will come back with some like half witted line to get away from this. So um, I'll accept it for now. Um, so a, another yeah. let's see, we'll I might be a, a little out of order here, but um what about this montage of the president on the, on the newscast saying uh, basically kill all the scrolls get the like it basically starts a, a scroll war here and we get we see some of the the aftermath of this where um, people are starting to just kill random people because they think they're scrolls like uh, it seems to have really like affected everybody in a big way what did you think about like this concept of like uh, you know I kind of feel like this is how things would go. This felt like realistic to me in like the USA. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, th I think this falls back to one of our uh, last great attacks in, in uh, 2001, um, where a certain group attacked uh, a certain area of the United States. And not only did that one group in that one area get blamed, but an entire area, an entire nation, an entire part of a continent got blamed for the actions of a very small group. 
And so when we see President Ritson come on the TV screen, not only does he say a, a war against scrolls, fighting scrolls, but it's all like non-humans. I don't remember the exact word he uses, but he, he doesn't say scroll. He says all alien forms or something like that, extraterrestrial forms. So not, not only is he inviting this technically against the scrolls, but he's going against the Asgardians, the, anybody that was a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's a very dumb move and a very... Um, um, uh, bad look for this president. And again, it's one of those things that's just setting up a bad um, uh, election year for for an uh, upcoming election, um, or even assassination attempt, whatever it may be. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this president is unhinged for sure, um, but definitely jumping to like the worst uh, case scenario here, which is you know believable as well. So. Um, Let's see. Uh, next here, uh, we kind of mentioned it. Sonia oh, is going absolutely. to, yeah. Sonia is going to recruit Gaia, and um, they're basically going to. Uh, she's going to be defending her people, and I think this is a really cool way to end things because it tells me number one that Sonia will still be around. Who, which I haven't mentioned much in this finale, is one of actually probably my favorite character in the show. So, are you excited to see like the the Sonia Gaia team up? Absolutely, and I think this might be calling back to uh, something that comes, I don't remember the exact group, but she does form a group at some point, which is a kind of a very anti-scroll, anti, you know, all these other people um, uh, group. And I think that's going to be kind of what the workings of this are. We might see them pop up in a future series, uh, especially if they want to go against the United States at some point um, or start some conflict. Um, but I, I love this scene. Absolutely. I mean, we have um, Sonia and Gaia and Sonia just basically says, listen, I don't want to, you know, trick you or anything. I'm going to use of, of kind of using the psychology against somebody because it's like, like they don't want to feel like a win-win for both people, even if it's not the intentions that you have. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, so next year, I, I hope I'm not skipping anything, but this is kind of like the farewell for Nick Fury. He's going back to Saber. He's done all the things that he needed to do here on Earth. Um, once again, like just, uh, you know, leaving uh, Vara behind a little bit. Um, but she mm. basically comes up and they find a way for her to come on the ship, which this is like, again, this goes back to my whole thing. Like, why because even now he doesn't necessarily offer for her to come up and he never mm -hmm. has. So like, why are you married to this woman? If like, you're just going away <laughs> all like, I don't get this, but yeah, I, I, I guess honestly, they get there happily ever after. Yeah. I, I don't know either. Honestly, Michael, I, I haven't gotten to that point yet, so I'm not sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and, and, and like the whole thing of like, I guess she really wants him to love her and her true self. So she's going to hang out and be green now. So we get, uh, there, there's an interspecies relationship for you. Um, but good for, uh, good for them. There's also a throwaway line that like the Cree are cool with the scrolls now. Like I, I felt like that we, we might get more information about that in the Marvels. I don't know, but like, it seemed like a very like last uh, moment where like, Oh, everything's fine actually. Cause like they can just go hang with the Cree now. <laughs> My idea on that is that I think this plot for the Marvels is they're going to go uh, meet the Kree or whatever. And I think there is going to be a divide. It's going to be half the Kree are very willing and half the Kree are not. 
And that's why the, the Cree that are willing to work with the new scrolls and, and, and live together peacefully need the scrolls' help to take over the other Cree. And I think it'll just be a whole big onslaught power battle again, just like every other Marvel movie. <laughs> Yeah, so um, that is the end of the episode here, but I still have some business to attend to. Um, if you are over on our Instagram, you will know that I put up the Scroll Patrol and I let people guess who they thought in this series would end up being a scroll. Um, first and foremost, Joshua, do you remember what you said? Um, I do not. I remember I chose some, some out there uh, picks, at least, um, or at least a couple of them, but I don't think any of them ended up being right. <laughs> Now you said you said Wong, Sherry, and Bruce, which were bold, bold picks for sure. But unfortunately, you did not you did not win here in the Scroll Patrol. But right. um, I do okay. have to shout out the people that did. And you know, I guess at the beginning we thought that there would be more Scroll reveals, and there really is only one. And the big one is Rhodey. And the people that guessed Rhodey was um, the Nerd Dose podcast. Um, and why so Sidious podcast and uh luke so thank you three for playing in the scroll patrol you get uh i guess bragging rights i don't know is there a prize for that how do you win what, what prize do you give for that uh it's a shape shifting uh, dollar bill that turns into any currency but it mostly stays at the ball oh awesome <laughs> i love that okay um Josh, this was so much fun having you. Uh, I do want to ask you, um, because I, I don't know if Tommy and I are going to do a Barbenheimer podcast. We've talked oh. about it. It may come. Ha I got to ask, though, have you seen either movie? I have seen one of the two movies, and can you guess which one it is? <laughs> I'm going to guess Oppenheimer. No, oh, I went <laughs> to see Barbie first. It was great. Okay. I loved Barbie. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I, I definitely wanted to get your takes on that for sure. And I think it's a good idea. I, I, my, my biggest mistake was watching them back to back because I saw Oppenheimer and then I went to see Barbie and about halfway <laughs> through Barbie, like I was thinking the whole time I was just thinking about like the nuclear death of our planet. Like it, like it, it really affected me in a negative way. Uh, and I, I kind of want to see Barbie again uh, with a better mindset, but I, I really did enjoy it as well. So mm. Yeah, I think it was just a, a great time. Um, I, I think they just they represented everything they wanted to very well, um, and so I was I was very pleased. I was very I didn't have any expectations going into it because I didn't really know what to expect, and it was great. I had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Joshua, thank you again for doing this. Uh, I want to give you the chance to tell people what you're up to online and anything else you want to tell people about. I'm not doing much. Um, I'm just uh, trying to get my way through college. I'm in my last year, thankfully. Um, so uh, just give me some prayers or whatever you want to give if you do any of that sort of stuff um, that I get through that and I uh, make that transition into the real world uh, pretty easily. <laughs> well, good luck. It sucks, the real world. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> Holding on right. to this year. There you go. Um... All right. Anything else? What do you want to do? You want to leave a recommendation? Is there anything else that you've watched or seen that you want to leave people with? Oh, um, the chef. The chef is fantastic. I love. What it. is that? Um, it's a, a show. Oh, I don't even remember what it's on now. Um, I think it's on Hulu, and it's like 
I don't even know how to describe it. It's just a, a guy that's a chef, and it's really dramatic, and it's great. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to describe it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Um, so I'm trying to think about. Uh, I, I've been watching Love Island. Uh, <laughs> really? That's my, my Is that good? <laughs> I love Love Island. I've always been a big Love Island fan, and mm. the U.S. season is back, and it is. I can't confirm. It's as good as it always is. I love it. It's it's the thing that I need. They're like it's just uh, manufactured drama, uh, and uh, it's great. So it's great. You excited for uh, Big Brother to finally be returning? I feel like it's been forever. I feel like it starts usually by now. Yeah, you know, here's the I'll get into Big Brother, but like I'm never excited for Big Brother. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I, I, I if for me it's always I'll watch the first week, maybe the first two, and if I don't like it, I don't watch it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you know if I like uh I'll finish about a third of the Big Brother season. <laughs> At some point I'm gonna fall off. So Yep. Um, I agree. <laughs> Yeah. All righty, Joshua. I am going to close this out here. I like to remind everybody to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify, preferably five stars. Also, please subscribe because we're going to be here every single week. And we got some fun stuff because we got a break before Soka comes out. Uh, we got about three or four weeks where we have to we had to get inventive with the podcast. And uh, Tommy and I have some fun ideas. So if you subscribe, they will come straight to your feed. Uh, also follow us on Instagram at Stark Wars Pod. And if you want to join our little Discord community, which Joshua is very active in, um, you can hit us up. We will get you in there. It's a it's a fun place to talk about nerdy stuff. So um, there you go. Uh, but that is all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.